I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of Another Happy Pod is sponsored by Jarvis. You alright, Nathan? Yeah, I'm good to go whenever, mate. Oh, I'm just waiting, I'm just waiting for you to stop be bubbling. Yeah, stop be bubbling. Is that scatting technically? In the in the music no. sense, not the poo sense. <laughs> no, it's neither. I don't think. I don't think is it, it's. Is a scat? It, would this be classed more as a scat? Skip it up, so, first of all. Okay, yes, but first of all, stop saying scat, all right? What's wrong with a bit of scat, Nathan? You know what's wrong with scat. You're telling me you've never sit down in the bath, put some music on. Right, I've or, never you know. scattered in the bath, no, Lawrence. I can oh, safely come on. say that. I know that that's a lie, Nathan. I've heard you scat in the bath. <laughs> you fucking haven't. <laughs> Nathan, I don't even take can- baths. Candlelit bath, just going... That's what, that's what you do. No, it's not true. It is true. Um, right, don't forget to intro this one. Uh, what is the intro? I always forget. No, I don't. I remember it. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another Happy Pod, the show where we talk about pop culture and trying to keep things just a little bit more fresh, positive and optimistic. My name's Nathan and as always, I'm joined by everyone's favourite <laughs> Uh, just general d- um, friend of <laughs> Lawrence Thomas Heisey. <laughs> okay, all right, it's like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are these gonna? Are these I've noticed the theme. These have got longer and longer each week. Is that gonna carry on going until one day the whole episode is just bleeped out? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, but you don't have to, you don't probably... have to bleep. <laughs> it's fine. Well, but. I think it's funnier if I do, and, it, and now I'm going to have to bleep those as well, because it adds to the mystery of exactly what am I saying. 
<laughs> so what what I did when I was editing is I tried to leave like the first syllable and then cut away and then leave the audience to make an educated guess. All right. Well, I don't need fucking editing advice from someone who's <laughs> never edited in his life. Speaking of which, Lawrence, what did you do this week? Oh, you know, Nathan, I hung around. I, um, you know, I went to work, came back from work. Um, you know, not much, not much, much big stuff. Lawrence, happened. what did you do? I don't care about any of that bullshit. I helped out on do? a caravan of garbage, Nathan. I did it. I did it. For it who? was fun. For who? For Mr. Sunday movies. It's okay, my. It was. Go. It was my. It was my pleasure to be asked. I had a great time. Uh, it was the most hectic. Like you fucking... did have a great time. You you hated. No, it's very. No, because it's you very hated stressful. Watching but... Space Jam, and then you hated <laughs> having to rewatch Space Jam over and over and over again whilst you edited. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of like. Don't get me wrong. Whilst the opportunity was amazing, and I'm very thankful for it, it could have been on a movie I I liked. I watched Space Jam, and went, God, this is trash, and then had to spend the entirety of the next day going, I still hate this, but I have to watch it over and over again. That is the curse of editing. I am. Um... I got the first dose of the vaccine today, so I am, oh. I am currently single jabbed up, soon to be double jabbed up from sometime in July. So yeah, there we go. And who? What's the um? Is it so? What? What's? The, I was going to make a funny meme, but I can't work out if it was Jeff Bezos, uh, Big Tim Apple, or uh, Joe Biden. Bill Gates. Was supposedly. It was a Bill Gates. Okay, I knew it. I knew it was one of them old lot that were <laughs> rich. <laughs> Um, okay, yes. Yeah. So how does it feel to be um, indoctrinated uh, with propaganda of Joe Biden now? Not Joe Biden, Bill Gates. <laughs> Literally just said it and you still fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very it low. It feels energy. great. It feels great. Although, weirdly, my phone signal has never been lower. So, so I don't know what that's about. Uh, Nathan, we're talking about Invincible. Yeah, Lawrence, you hate this show. Why? I don't hate this show. You don't know my opinions on this show at all. I only I finished don't. watching this show today. That's why I think you hate it, because I like told you to watch it like months ago when it first started, and you were like, yeah, I'll get into it. And then you watched the first episode, and you were like, wow! And then you were just like, radio silence on the yeah, rest of it. I had, I, had a weird, I had a weird relationship watching this show, in fairness. Because what's weird mm. is I enjoyed every single episode, like very much so. But I just I didn't get the binging like vibe of this i i wasn't i wasn't switched on to have watched like four episodes in a row apart from today and the only reason that happened is because i had to do you know what would have helped with that maybe if it came out week to week oh wait it did yeah i didn't watch it when it was coming out nathan because i'm i'm behind the curve i'm not i'm not a sheep like the rest of you <laughs> okay <laughs> Why are you, you're trying to mug me off today, and I don't like this. I don't like this one little. I'm bit. always, I'm always trying to mug you off. Yeah, but you're in, you're in an aggressive mood now. I can sense it. You wanna, you wanna embarrass me somehow, and I don't know why, and I don't know what I've done, but I find it very rude. You're, you're slowly writing a narrative that I bully you on this show. You got the wizard <laughs> thinking that somehow I'm, I'm very mean to. Oh, shout out to the wizard. Uh, Silas back doing shows in London. Go see them. I think it's in uh, Leicester Square somewhere. He's doing nightly shows. And he, they, you need to go and see them because what happens when you go and see more of his shows is he continues to stay busy and therefore gives me more editing work. So if you want to support Sila <laughs> and line my pockets in the process, uh, please go and watch his magic. It's much better magic than Nathan can do um, because Nathan can't do any magic. 
It's very true. I'll be the first to admit it. I'm not a wizard. <laughs> it's true. You're not a wizard. Uh, Nathan, for the like the eighth time, we've, we're have we doing Invincible today. <laughs> Let's talk about that to some. We already started talking about it. I don't Good hate show. this show. Why, what do you think about this show? I bet you hate it. <laughs> you know, let's go with this narrative. Yeah, I hate it. It's a bad show. You're a, you're, a, you're. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Can we just? What, what a fun normal? riff! <laughs> what a fun riff that was. No, I like it. It's a good show. It's, uh, yeah. it's very interesting. It's, it's well cast. Very, very well cast. The cast is fucking insane for an animated yeah. show. Um and yeah, all around it's very interesting, very graphic, very graphic, uh, and just all around good time. This is one of those shows where um, it's a rare occasion where I will reference characters as their actor's name rather than the characters because I actually yeah. the, the cast is so big that I I'll just go instead of like even right now. Oh no, it's Eve. I know her name's Eve, uh, but the first name that came to my head was uh, Gillian. Gillian or Gillian Jacobs from Community, who plays her. Gillian, Gillian Jacobs. Gillian, Gillian, William, William Jacobs. That's the name. It's a long name. Nathan, I'm spiraling. It's two for two on the fun riffs from Lawrence. <laughs> I'm spiraling. I don't. I need you. Riffs work when two people get involved in them, Nathan. And you just let sometimes, me have dead air there. Sometimes. You let me chew on That's silence. That's what I like to do. Sometimes I like to just stay a little bit quiet and just listen to you panic as you realize I'm not coming in. It just happens every now and then. It's very it's very nice just to hear that that fear in your voice. It, it definitely is present, and it's, it's even worse today because I'm tired. So it's like my brain isn't working properly, and then when you don't get involved, I just start going, uh, uh, and I have nothing to say. Um I too like this show. Nathan, ask me a question. I don't know where to go with this. <laughs> what do you like about this show? Uh, I like um, I like Big Mark. Um, I was worried that I was going to find him quite um, a, li- a little bit boring uh, as it first Why? started. But I, um, I don't know. Just, I, I felt like the whole I've seen a young man who's kind of destined for greatness not have his powers for a while and then i've seen him get his powers and then i've seen him kind of go oh my god i've got my powers and i want to be a hero but i can't quite live up to this reputation and it felt a little bit like a tired trope i'd seen it a lot of times before um and then i was also concerned because the main other character he had to play off was basically an evil superman and that's a tired trope which we've also seen before so i was a little none of this "Hmm." none of this is new none of this is new stuff it's all yeah it's all done tropes. It's all established stuff. It's none of it is groundbreaking whatsoever. But what they do with it, I think, is really interesting and it is quite yeah. new and fresh. Yeah, oh, definitely. So that that's that's what I was worried that I was going to be kind of bored by this show. And then very quickly, I mean, even to like the ending of the last episode, this is as we've never seen these tropes. Like, for example, like a perfect scene to reference is in The Boys, you've got Homelander, who is evil Superman, that trope embodied. Um, there's a big scene in season two where he goes and slaughters a room with like eight soldiers in, and you're led to believe it's very brutal. You see him come out, and he's soaked in blood from head to toe. But in that show, they cut away. And that's a show that's known for its violence and graphic material. Whereas in this, we got like a whole fucking five-minute fight sequence with just various superheroes getting brutally and horrifically murdered. 
um and the Which show one? didn't cut away once yeah well exactly yeah you got the so you've got um yeah the first episode the ending scene of that my yeah. jaw hit the floor i was literally like what the fuck is this show i was yeah. i was surprised i was the same so the first episode i think i think it's intentionally quite muted for the most part it's very much downplayed it's very tame from the rest of the season it's it's intentionally kind of dull for the first like 40 minutes or so and then it just fucking hits you like a train with that post-credit ending scene of omni-man just absolutely fucking slaughtering the um the oh, i forgot the name of them they're not justice league what's their name guardian guardians the, of the globe Guardians of the Gal- Gal- Galaxy Globe, yeah, those cunts. Um, yeah, it's it's great. Can we <laughs> fucking one of them's Abraham Lincoln? They are. So I literally just read this about two minutes before we press record. Every single one of the original Guardians of the Globe is voiced by an actor from The Walking Dead. Um, which well, I don't. I'm, okay, that just that. So so what you did was you heard my point, and then you yeah. just completely ignored it. And when in a Wait, different you, direction what did, you, what, did, what did you say? What, what did you say? One of them is Abraham. You thought I said Andrew Lincoln, didn't you, you dumb cunt? Oh, do you know what? Do you know what's even worse? I've, I know what I did, and that makes me sound dumb, but what I actually did makes me sound even dumber. <laughs> do you want to know what I actually did? So I didn't think you said Andrew Lincoln. I oh, you just, thought Abraham Lincoln played fucking Rick in no, The Walking Dead? No, yeah, no, perfect name. No, <laughs> what I heard was Abraham registered that I just read that that actor who plays Abraham in The Walking Dead plays a character in this. And then yeah. um, that that's how I got that confused. Another fun riff from me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence is a dumb cunt continued. Be here right, weekly. What's, what's going on with Abraham Lincoln? Did I miss something? Yeah, the fucking so I think his name is um oh fuck. He's the guy who comes back in the last ep not the last episode, the second to last episode when um, the uh, the clone twins revive him and put his immortal. head back on. Immortal. immortal. Yeah, that yeah. immortal. Yeah. He's fucking Abraham Lincoln. They fucking like they show you like a flashback of his life and he's like a weird like barbarian brave eye goes through a portal and then there's a scene where he's very clearly sat in the theater like wearing the traditional top hat and the beard and everything like that and there's a guy coming up behind him with a gun a la john wilkes booth shooting lincoln which is (laughs) i I completely (laughs) missed this (laughs) so fucking abraham lincoln is a weird crazy superman in this uh not superman superhero in this universe so so there you are was he modeled on wolverine to an extent i don't think so i think he looked like the side like the mutton chop sideburns the weird hair i think he looked very wolverine-esque ah all the guard the original guardians of the globe are all very clearly cut justice league it's all very yeah Flash, Wonder Woman, Batman, um, Martian Manhunter. It's all very, very clearly Justice League. He's a bit of a... He's kind of Superman, but also not really. It's yeah. it's, a, it's a little bit different. I don't. I didn't really get any Wolverine. I mean, I guess kind of in looks, but... Yeah, that's that's what I'm purely talking like looks-wise. Yeah, I didn't... Not anything of his actual... I, I don't know. I guess he had a bit of like the Berserk Rage kind of thing. Uh, in the last episode, but then he did just get resurrected with the sole intent of yeah. murdering. So yeah, um, 
yeah, this is this is very much a. Um, I think you're right though. It was a very tame episode, and then it really kind of hit, like you say, hit you with a train, which they actually do <laughs> uh, throw Mark in front of a train at one point in this show. Yeah, we'll um, get there. We'll get there. We will get there. What What are you? What were you thinking after the first episode when it kind of shit hit the fan? Um. Well, I was interested to know exactly what was going on with uh omni man jk simmons i was like because you don't get any reason for it you're just shown that suddenly he's there to kill the the guardians of the globe he's there to slaughter them in some of the most brutal ways possible um so i was interested to see why that was it what exactly was going on with him was he protecting his son now that he was a superhero was he establishing them too as now the leading superheroes on the planet i wasn't sure and i was i was interested to see where it was and uh, I, I was i was not disappointed it paid off it did yeah I, I mean in fairness that's not technically wrong he kind of was trying to establish him and mark as like the main dominant force on the planet yeah kind of i guess but <laughs> just not a bit of a a more, yeah more of a hitler-esque kind of <laughs> vibe uh, to yeah. that sense jk simmons in this show is fucking incredible like yeah that man has not missed very like recently he's just fucking his has he ever missed made it i don't think he ever has to be honest like no like, everything really. he does just seems to be gold really yeah Correct um, me if I'm wrong. Does he ever really play main characters? He normally plays like the side, doesn't he? I'd argue this isn't a main character. I'd I'd argue it's still kind of a side. Mark is very clearly the main character. Yeah, but do you not think he's like? I suppose then that that furthers into the J.K. Simmons role of like being the the main second. Like Whiplash, he's the main second. Um, yeah. Palm Springs, he's kind of the not, I guess, not the main second, but uh, uh, the second plotline. Yeah, a supporting yeah. character. He's usually yeah. he is usually a supporting character in in most most of his roles. Um, he he is also a he also voice acts a role in, in um, Legend of Korra, which is a. A, a sequel series to the Avatar: Last Airbender, and he's very good in that as well. He's yeah. just everything he does. He's he is always just. I don't know. I I cannot think of an example of him missing at all. He's got a very like physically commanding voice, which I think was like spot on, perfect for Omni Man for sure. Yeah. Did he's, you know he, anything? He's about terrifying. The... He's terrifying. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. Did you do you know anything about the comics for this at all? Not not a fucking not a fucking thing. No, no. never read it. Um, it was even a fucking surprise to me when I saw it was Robert Kirkman come up in the credits. Yeah. I just did not read it. Um, not gonna read it if I'm being honest with you. Not gonna. No, I'm, I'm just happy I'm... to to watch the show and see and see what unfolds and what happens. So, what I'm really yeah. grateful for in this, because um, I'm mm. I'm actually a fan of Robert Kirkman and I'm kind of annoyed I didn't have a, a clue that Invincible existed because it obviously. I think the first issue of Invincible came out six months before he brought out an issue of The Walking Dead. Um, and obviously right. the, Walking, the Walking Dead largely overshadowed this. Um, and obviously then kind of that was where his primary focus went and went, right, well, The Walking Dead's fucking making money, so I'll keep writing that. And obviously he still wrote Invincible, but then the show came out with AMC and etc. cetera. Um, then the show got bad, uh, but the comics stayed good. Um, and I'm curious show, as to how the good... Show... 
I, I will argue to the end of the earth that that first season of The Walking Dead is some fucking top tier television. Um, yeah, it really and then, is. And then immediately fucking dives off a cliff. But you know, they, they so they had um, they had. But this a isn't a Walking Dead episode, so let's move on. No, <laughs> fine, I will. Um, no, but the, <laughs> the, the reason the reason I bring it up is mainly because I normally Robert Kirkman's adaptations go a bit shit when it moves to TV, but on this he served as an exec producer. And it fucking shows because what else is there? Anything is it just these two that are Robert Kirkman, or is there anything else? Um, he did. I I know he did one other big name. I just can't think of it off the top of my head. Yeah, let, let me look it up now. I got his Wikipedia open here. Uh, Walking Dead, Invincible, Tech Jacket, Outcast, Oblivion Song, and then he's done some Marvel stuff as well. So. Outcast rings a bell. I think there's something. That's yeah. That's some kind of comic book. Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard of it. No, oh, either way, but yeah, he um, yeah, I, I so I'm I'm a man, and I don't think I want to mm. what I don't think I want to read the comics now like you because I'm pretty happy with this being my my medium of watching this show. The um the like first volume was free on um, Amazon Kindle, um so like digital download of the comics, and I and I and I downloaded it there, and I was like, hey, you know what, I'm good. I'm I'm. I started reading the first few pages, and it's it's good. Is you can definitely see where like the TV show drew its inspiration. A few things are different. A few things have been like updated because it was early two thousands, um, so it's just a more modern world basically. But um, yeah, it's 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 good. But I'm more than happy just to watch the show and yeah, and, and see the story unfold that way from yeah. now on. I always yeah. like to do it like if I'm gonna read or if I'm gonna do two adaptations of one thing, I like to finish with one before I move on. Like I, yeah. with The Walking Dead, I watched the show first, and then when I, I there was a point where I just got bored of watching the show, so I didn't bother finishing it. But I knew I wasn't ever gonna watch it fully again. So I picked you hung up on to that for quite a while though, longer than what? you should have. Uh, yeah, I did. In fairness, I'll, I'll I'll maintain the fact that I watched a couple of episodes from a recent season, and it. They've got a new showrunner in, and it's vastly improved. But it's still, it's like it was to get there. You'd have to watch five seasons of the world's most boring TV show to get to that point. Um, so I, I left that alone after a, maybe too long. But then I read the comics, and I, I really like them. But yeah, I, I'm, I don't think I'm going to do that with Invincible. I'm pretty happy with just the show. Um, what do you make of the like animation style? Because I've got some opinions on it. Um, I think it's fine. I've heard some weird like people say it's really bad. I don't think it's bad at all. I think mm. it's it's simple. It's definitely not a like every frame, every single second of movement is fluid and animated and all that sort of stuff. It is definitely a more simplistic approach. Um, but I'm fine with it. I don't mind it. So I I like it. I can see where people think like because I I don't think it's trying to be hyper detailed. Like I, I yeah, spoke about it last week in the in the Clone Wars. Like the reason I don't like the Clone Wars season one animation is the fact that it's trying to be hyper detailed, but it's not visually there. Um, whereas yeah. in the, in this, it's literally it looks like someone's just drawn characters quite well on MS Paint. Like yeah. you see the straight lines, you see like the jagged edges on certain things. Um, but why why I don't think it's bad um, in its simplicity is I think it's really fucking creative. Like I think it's there's moments of this show where the angles that they choose, the way cameras whip around in fight scenes, is just so fluid. And you can tell where the animators were told to focus. Um, yeah. Because the fight scenes of this show is very much the bread and butter of it. Oh, 100%. And they, they go for quite a while as well. The fight scenes are 
they're they're not like short two minute bouts and then that's it. The it's over onto the next scene. They they are quite lengthy, and the show does a good job of keeping them interesting. It keeps them exciting. You're not you're not left like come on, let's hurry this up, let's get to the next thing. Like some other yeah. some other fight scenes can tend to do that. Some other shows and movies, I should say. Uh, but no, they are kept fresh and exciting. Like there's the episode where uh, Invincible teams up with. Um, I can't remember his name, but the guy who's like the the stone guy who like uh, Titan, Titan, Titan. Yeah, yeah. He teams up with him, and then they go to like take down like some mob boss or what, electric face, machine face, or whatever machine, it's called, machine head or face, something, machine yeah. face head, machine boy, <laughs> Darth Punk. <laughs> Daft Punk, yeah, <laughs> and then and then like the the fight scene that goes on, it's it's long, it's like fucking fifteen twenty minutes or something, and yeah. it's fucking brutal and intense, and you you just keep wanting Mark to get the upper hand, and he just can't quite get there, which leads me on. He's got to change his name, okay? He he, he is very much Vincible, okay? <laughs> that dude is that dude is a mess in every yeah. single episode. Yeah, he he gets he's in hospital like no less than five times in this show. Yeah. Like he is he gets fucked up frequently. He is <laughs> always is... soaking in his own blood. But but in fairness, um, I think towards the end of the season he comes into his own because he is he by law of just his power and where he comes from and who his dad is um yeah he is leagues ahead in terms of power with everyone else but where i think the show kind of does it quite well uh is they don't make him op um mark nine times out of oh, ten yeah, yeah. he he nine mm. times out of ten he loses the fights like he gets fucked up um and like even at the end omni man he doesn't get the upper hand on omni man at all He's not once, very... not like Omni Man completely fucking wrecks the floor with him. He is, yeah. he doesn't have the upper hand in that fight for a single second. No, he's it's just very much like a. He is very lucky that from wh- whatever was going on in Omni Man's head, he got through to some emotional connection with him, and Omni Man went, "Okay, I can't," and fucked off. If he hadn't, yeah. <laughs> humanity is over. <laughs> which, which actually, I think, honest... I think that's interesting though, because we talked, we talked before, we talked about this in the um, the Zack Snyder's Justice League episode. The problem with Snoop Superman is that he is too OP. It's it's hard yeah. to create interesting stories when you have this undefeatable god who, no matter what you can do, can just stand there and just smile while you do whatever it's it's not interesting like that moment in justice league where uh i think it's steppenwolf is going to swing like a weapon at cyborg or or flash or someone and superman is just there in the way and oh he's, he takes he's not it into his shoulder and it's just yeah like, what? yeah go on then mate yeah. it is what it is you know I, I can do this all day whatever blah 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 um and it's just like uh, yeah, all right, I get it he's the you know the strongest man ever fucking kryptonite blah 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 but it's just it's boring. It's dull. It's there's you've just created yeah. an infallible yeah. god. So like, why am I gonna be interested in seeing him fight? Because I know how it's going to turn out every single time. He can do it with his eyes closed. He can just flick and it's over. And like, where is the fun in that? Yeah. Where 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 is think, that? Do you think that's a present problem in this? Because I didn't. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Because you're not focused. Because Omni Man can do that. Um, although I do think Omni Man is a bit depowered from what Superman is, but Omni Man can do that sort of stuff. But 
you're not focused on Omni-Man, though. The show isn't about Omni-Man. You're focused on Mark and his story, and that's why it's interesting. That's why you, the writers don't have to worry about making it interesting, because you're following someone who is interesting, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, that that doesn't make sense. I think it's... Um... I think I think that story it does leave me with questions for the end. Like it does, like put it this way: if I was Mark and if I was, um, is it Cecil Cecil? Um, Cecil, yeah, Cecil, yeah. Cecil. Um, if I was if I was him, um, <clears throat> when Omni Man fucks off, yeah. I would. St- I like everyone's like, well, life goes on, back to normal we go. And then, like, I know they have the line where he said like he's gone out of the solar system and he keeps going in the same straight lines. So wherever he's going, he's fucking off somewhere very far away. Right. Are they not in the slightest bit concerned that he's going to come back with a hundred more of those cunts? The that Vilt, don't Vilt have an emotional. Yeah, that don't yeah. have a connection to Mark. And he's just going to be like, look, I can't kill this kid, but you can. So you do it. Like, if uh, I was Mark, I mean, when, yeah. when he's like, oh, I've got. Mark's fucking. Hey, Mark's like, oh, I, I don't know. I've got some college to get on with. I've got a bit of studying to do. I would be evacuating the planet. <laughs> like, let's well, fucking go. <laughs> But how can they evacuate the planet? Clearly, no, they they clearly they're not they, at a point in the in their technology where they can do that. So but they don't seem concerned. They don't even seem I th- in the least. I bit think concerned. they do. I think they're not. They're not straight up losing their head. Because I agree. I agree. You you need to do something because yeah, he's he's flew he's flown off. But I would be thinking this dude is coming back. Okay, and we need to do something. Yeah. But I think they are because like at the end you are shown that like montage. Um, and you do see like Cecil prepping his like forces or whatever, and they have whatever's going on in that white room, which was quite interesting as well. There's yeah, that was cool. there's there's stuff happening. It's just that Cecil, uh, see the character of Cecil. I actually really like him. I think he's really interesting. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's a top player in this for sure. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. There's something so cool about what he stands for. Yeah. I think I think what's cool about him is, and not that this isn't cool, all right. This is this isn't what anyone should aspire to be. But uh, this is clearly a man who has destroyed every single relationship he's ever had for this job. Like he has burned every single bridge, and he's just at the point where he knows people are gonna hate him no matter what. But he still makes yeah. those choices. Like when he's talking to Deborah, he knows that the stuff he has to do and say isn't going to make her like him anymore. He 100% knows that, but he still has to do it because it's about protecting the earth. It's about I, doing what he does. My first opinion of him was, oh, this is the generic G-Man uh, character who's going to be a little bit of a job's worth, a bit of a like, you know, we got to protect the planet kind of guy. Um, and it by the end of the last episode... I had a massive like respect for him as far as like respect for a character in a show goes. Um, yeah. The and it was the one <laughs> moment that got me was when his little lackey like he even says like oh he calls him um, Cecil's bitch or Cecil's bitch or something Omni Man and yeah. then he this his little employee blows Omni Man to fuck or tries to by blowing up the house sacrificing himself um, and he 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 the his last words were like it's been an honor. Um, and it cuts back to Cecil and who's obviously fucking devastated, but it's like life goes on. He says the honor was all mine and then turns around like, right, what are we going to do now? Like yeah. it's he, I really like the sense of urgency where like you say, he's burnt bridges, um, but he's doing it all in the name. He's doing a lot of dark, shady gray area shit in the name of the public's massively best interest, which I think is yeah. really interesting. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And just the scenes where it was just him and Omni-Man, like, and he was using the teleport just to get out of his way in the nick of time. It was all really good. Really good. I could have watched... Mm. I could have watched that a lot longer. He is a really interesting character. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing uh, more of him in season two. And Walter Goggins as well. Great actor. Yeah, definitely. Um, great actor. I've got, I've got a question for you. Yes. With regarding to a season two, would yeah. you prefer, because I've got, I've got a preference and I'm interested to hear what you think. Um, would you prefer to see the Viltrum storyline continue, would you rather, would in season two, would you like to see a return of Omni-Man, a return of that power struggle between the Viltrum Empire um, taking on Earth or the rest of the fucking galaxy? Um, or would you like to see some more lower level stuff? Because they're, in that montage that you mentioned, there's a lot of setting up of the yeah, rogues gallery. Yeah, there is. Um, which I think, <laughs> and I... This is one of the this is one of the few reasons I would want to check out the comics. Um, the Rogues Gallery in this is fucking mad. Like I loved every single villain in this, and and with every episode, there's basically another one. Yeah. Like they managed to tell the small villain contained stories, um, and then at the end, it kind of seems that all of them have got some degree of an upper hand, while Mark's been busy dealing with his dad. So, I don't know what what do you want to see from a season two? Uh, yeah, I think. I, I do think they should hold off on Omnimite and the Viltrumites for a little bit. I don't think, like... I mean, even if, if he does come back with the Viltrumites, I don't know if that's what he's going to do. I'm just assuming. But, um... I don't know. Yeah, I think I think they should hold off on uh, Nolan uh, Nolan's story for a little bit. Just keep him out in space. Take some time to build Mark, build the Rogues Gallery, let him earn that name Invincible properly. I think that's what that's what they need to do. Because they, yeah, they're right. In that montage, which was great, set to an amazing song as well, they they showed, like, the, there was, like, the, the, the Horde thing from Mars, the little, like, parasite thing. Um, I thought, I thought when, I, when they first went there, I thought they were the Martians, and I wrote down in my notes, <laughs> the Martians look like Daleks. <laughs> like, without, without their casing, they look like the actual Dalek alien. Um, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah, it's, it's, that's what the show did good. It, like you're right, it, it did great at setting up uh, stuff to come, as in like his rogues gallery. Because yeah, because there was moments like where you had what happened on Mars, the the parasite thing, and then you had Titan and he him becoming the new like mob boss villain, whatever. Um, but then you just didn't visit again for the rest of the season because it's it's not this season storyline. That's what's to come yeah. in the future. So that that was exciting. It was it's it's good to know there's there's there is plans and there is clearly stuff that's uh stuff that's gonna happen. What what did you think of the whole fucking uh Zachary Quinto is a robot but he's not a robot and he's in love with a woman who's a girl. A little girl. Um, so in in typical Lawrence fashion, I've wrote down a very blunt that does not do it justice. No, um, have just, you wrote down Zachary Quinto is a nonce? I've wrote, I've written down robot is a nonce. <laughs> uh, I also wrote down I wrote, also wrote down is Adrian Pimento a nonce as well? Um, because there's I mean, there's some not really. there's some, dia oh, there's some dialogue in there that's slightly questionable, like. He seems to be very concerned of impressing this young girl. When you say Adrian Pimento, you mean Jason Manzukis, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Who's who's who's? 
he is most known, in my opinion, for Adrian Pimento. He is most known for playing every single insane character ever. Just <laughs> no matter who that guy plays, he will always just say the word fucking a lot. And he yeah. will he will just be out of his mind. Like every single character he plays is like, I am not fucking around. He is Yeah. That is who I he is. I um this the character early on is designed for you to hate him. Like they they show you oh, that yeah. he's an arrogant, 100%. obnoxious dick who cheats on his girlfriend. Is just a general waste of space, but has got an ego because he's got superpowers and blah blah blah. Um, and then by the end of this, I really liked him. Like I think that's a strong point because they build a second Guardians of the Globe, who are very much so the B team, um, and they don't really kind of have their shit together. And you get to see them grow over the season as like a group of mates. Um, and become more of a team. And while I do think it's a little bit ham-fisted that at the end, the guy literally says, yeah, now we're acting more like a team. I was like, oh, uh, great. But I liked what they did with those kind of characters. All of all of the side characters in this, I think, are, are good, are very good. All, all of them, fun. yeah. I really like um, Abby. Is, is it Abby, Mark's girlfriend in this? Uh, Amber. Amber, yeah. She's uh, played by Zazie Beats. Zazie Beats, yeah. She's really interesting. Um, Mark's friend as well. He has a little interesting storyline when they like go off to the college episode. That's all really fun. Um yeah, yeah all the all the supporting characters in this are, are really interesting and fucking and uh, Debbie as well, fucking uh, his mum. Uh, yeah. she is she's incredible in this. Mate, Sa- Sandra O oh is fucking incredible like she's yeah. just as a performer like and i've the only thing i've really seen her in is killing mm-hmm. eve which i think is what she's most known for um and listening to her in this she brought so much like her love and heart to this story um yeah and to be honest she's the entire reason i cared about the omni-man plot at all because i was oh, more interested yeah. i was not interested in the viltrum empire i was interested in when debbie finds out what's happening here this is going to destroy her uh, and you kind of see that start to destroy her. One thing I think was missing from this, though, was a um, was a big moment, a big, like, I think they could have done more of a payoff when, um, maybe not with Deborah, uh, or Debbie, sorry, so to speak, um, but more so with Cecil. I think there could have been more of a betrayal on his end. Because you kind of just, at one point, he kind of just lets it out of the bag and goes, yeah, I think Omni-Man did it, but we're investigating it. And I know he's that kind of cold, calculated figure, but I think there would be some kind of oh shit about it, which I don't think we got. Because, yeah, I, I, I get what you mean, but there's not really room for it because for, the, for that to happen, Debbie would have to be just completely oblivious for the majority of the season. But she's not. She's no, yeah. she she does suspect Nolan from quite early on, and then starts to go on her own little investigation. So, what, it's what did you think of Detective Hellboy? Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> Detective Hellboy was so weird. <laughs> Me investigate husband. <laughs> <laughs> he was fucking. He was, and then at the end, he just gets fucking. He just gets. They just send him to hell. Yeah, yeah. He just gets it's... sent to hell forever, and I, like, all right, bye then. I guess he he gets sent to hell for being, despite the fact that he is a demon, he gets sent to hell for being probably the only like great guy on that government side that's just like want to catch bad man. He gets that's... sent to hell for being right. That that's <laughs> that's yeah, what it's... happened. He was he was right. He yeah. was closing in on the fucking 
on the case. Um, and yeah, they were like, all right, no, we need you to go. I mean, I get why, because he he was compromising the fucking the mission or whatever, the case. Yeah. Um, so I understand it, but it's still, it's a little fucking brutal. Like, <laughs> they could have yeah, just, just been like, they could have just been, right, we're going to lock you up until this blows over <laughs> and we figure out what's going on ourselves. Like, yeah. we, don't, we don't need this. Um, I'm just going to look for my note. Is there is there anything else that kind of stuck out? I think maybe um, the music. I've, what? Yeah, music was good. What I, one thing I did really like was uh, Seth Rogen's little cameo. Um, Who was the, he? the he was the um, the alien who Mark fights, who wasn't an alien. Well, who is an alien, but he wasn't there to destroy Earth. He was oh, there was he to the one that was conduct... checking out Urath or something? Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. the one who was there to like conduct like a test or something. And he was, <laughs> and he, and he's just he'd been doing it for years, but then then he just realized he got the name wrong, so he'd yeah. been going to the wrong planet for years. <laughs> that was that was hilarious. Um, yeah. Did you know? Did you know that? I think the reason they did that as well is because Seth Rogen is producing a live action movie of this. Did you know that? I thought that not, he wasn't. Not, I th- not, no, not, he's not producing a live action movie of this. He's producing a live action movie of Invincible, which is completely separate from this, but he is producing a live action movie of Invincible. Oh, correct me if I'm wrong. I heard that that was the original plan for the project until it got shelved and they made it this TV no. show. Yeah, you are wrong. You are wrong. They they are two separate things. And Robert Kirkman recently confirmed that both are still in production recently, which I oh. think is a mistake. I think yeah. they should scrap the movie and just carry on with this. This has been a very successful IP. It has, and um, I think some of the stuff in you can't do it in live action. I mean, like that that train scene in particular. You can't do that in live action. It's just not going to look anywhere near as good as no. interesting. I I think, uh, I think it's it's more interesting, than, and you can do more stuff in animation than a, than in live yeah. action. I I you you went off on uh, I think on Twitter or Facebook about this recently, and I wanted to bring it up because I think you've hit the nail on the head. Um, mm-hmm. That you were kind of a bit when this first came out. I hadn't finished it, so I didn't really get involved in a lot of the discourse on Twitter. Um, a lot of people immediately jumped to live action fan casting of this, yeah. uh, and and you came out and said, uh, um, basically, is is just as it is. Like, could this not? Can animation not be considered this? Yeah, it's just it's something like, that why I does find, this have to be? Yeah, it's something that I find a little bit annoying because like it happens all the time. Whenever there's something and good that's animated the immediate initial response is to start fan casting the live action it happened with into the spider-verse it happened um with fucking pretty much any great animated tv show it's happened with uh, and now it's happening with this like as soon as this came out people were like oh john ham is omni man yes and fucking yeah. whatever um and, and sure john ham sure john ham would be great okay but it's just the what annoys me is like people will only consider it will only consider the live action version the real version and like this is just a placeholder until then and it's just that there are some really incredible stories you can tell in animation you don't have to it's not something you need to settle for you can enjoy yeah. it and and not one a live also, action version. Want, I'm not choosing the I, best word. No, there, I think I think but, you're making yeah. the point perfectly. I think the um, mm. also something worth saying is the current actors that are voicing these characters 
are doing a phenomenal job. Oh, yeah. And I don't want to hear anyone else as these characters, but the issue is you can't cast them because, what is it? Is it Stephen Yen? Is his name Stephen? Stephen Yen. Yen. Yeah, Stephen Yen. Um, Yeah, I'm probably not pronouncing that right. Um, You're probably not. He's like, like, I think he's like in his 30s. Like he can't. I would say. He's really? Quite... I don't think he's that. I don't. Mm. I think maybe mid thirties. Um, but yeah, you can't. You can't get him playing seventeen-year-old Mark. Um, J.K. Simmons is a man that physically cannot embody the same powerful presence as Omni Man, despite the fact J.K. Simmons no. is ripped. He's not a fucking unit. Yeah. Um, and it, the same goes for a lot of these characters. Like they can't. It's just a shame because I think it does discredit the hard work that the voice actors are doing. And they are, every single one of them, minor role or not, are smashing it out of the park. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Sorry, I'm just looking up Stephen Young's age. While you do that, I think it's worth saying that I think Stephen... He's 37. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, So, yeah, I I I think it's worth saying that I think Robert Kirkman's got something against him. Because boy, does Robert Kirkman love to put him in characters that get their head caved in with a pole. (laughs) Uh, or a bat, or some kind of big object. Um, Did he get his head just... caved in in this? Uh, yeah, they fucking, they start, um, I can't remember who it is. Oh, it's um, not his head caved in, sorry, it's his chest. The big cat thing. Yeah, the big cat. Um, basically rips a, rips him into two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then obviously in The Walking Dead, he gets bludgeoned to death by a baseball bat. Um, what um, did you, you don't think know about that? Of, you. What did you think of uh, the the showdown, the uh, Mark versus Nolan? So I both liked it, and I kind of wanted a bit more of it. Uh, and the, I liked it because I think the show really pulled out, and again, animation to its testament pulled out every single showstopper that they could have done. They had they, he literally pushed Mark through a train using his body to massacre probably over a hundred people. Um, he put him into scenarios where buildings were falling on him, which looked very visually impressive. The 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 cutaway of the he's holding this woman and her daughter, um, and then by the time the dust settles, he looks down and he's only holding her arm, and she's obviously crushed under a building. Um, I think that had enough of an emotional of an emotional impact for me to really go fuck this conversation this is business like omni man's not here to fuck around and he's really teaching mark this lesson uh the reason i was a little bit uh, is that i thought it, they could have done they could have had more of a discourse together i think there was too much brute force and not enough talking not enough like this is a man that for 17 years thinks the the sun is shine out of his dad's ass and I just, whilst I buy the belief and the betrayal, I think that he, Mark maybe could have expressed that a little bit more. I Oh, mm. I, it's worth adding, I did like his reaction to Mark is kind of listening to him and kind of has time for what he has to say up until he refers to his mum, his wife as a pet, at which point Mark just fucking KOs him, which I really liked. That, the yeah, the start of the fight when Mark immediately started fighting him but was doing so thinking that he was being mind controlled more hoping that he was being mind controlled or yeah. or something had happened more than anything um and then yeah the the moment the fucking heartbreaking moment where he says he does love his mum but more of a pet that is 
first of all, that is the one of the most fucking brutal lines in the entire show. Like yeah. the fucking the reaction from Debbie at that as well. You really do fucking feel for that, that woman at that, that point. And- that and that he says that her life is worthless in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I was like, yeah. fucking hell, man. <laughs> it's uh like any any fucking hope of likability I had for that character at that point just went completely out the window. I was like, maybe yeah. they can do something, maybe maybe there's something they can do where he's not all that bad, but no, nah, as soon as he said that, it was like, Oh, you I are show- a truly terrible person. I think the show can like very consciously made him irredeemable in this. Like, yeah, you can't. They even he made one hundred percent irredeemable. They made they even made a big point of there was a kind of segment on the news where they were like the the death toll is incalculable. Like, it's it, what has happened here has caused a loss of life that mm-hmm. is basically unprecedented and never heard of before. Like, um, so I think the I think the show is telling you there's no redemption in store for him whatsoever, which is which makes me fucking really eager to see what they do with him. And yeah, it was really interesting when he just went full unhinged at the end there, and and like Mark was down in the snow and he just wasn't fighting back, and he was and he was just shouting at him because he just could not understand why why he why he cares like what what does it matter to him like he is yeah. superior than everyone on this planet why should he give a shit about his mum why should he give a shit about anyone because they're all just lesser they're all insects compared to him so does... what does it matter that they're gonna be around for you know 500 years or whatever and, and they'll be long dead in that time so and and when you get that little insight into him you're like fucking hell man you are completely deranged you've been on earth for what 20 years by this point and yeah. in that time not a single shred of human decency has touched you it is it's insane but it's really good i am um... I do think uh, for as someone as brutal and, and vicious and cunning as Omni-Man is, um, he he really fucked up with his plan. Like, let's raise this child on Earth, allow him to have Earth friends, allow him to grow a connection to his mother. Um, uh, yeah. I and think then that's expect the him not though. to care? <laughs> I, th- I think that's the point, though, because it never occurred to him because he's from somewhere where that is just so completely fucking alien. The, the, the idea of, of friendships and love and all that stuff, it just did not want 100% did not occur to him at all. So he was just like, there's no way that's going to happen. He's a Viltrumite. He's going to be like me. And then we can take over the earth. And I think that was what fucked him up in the end. And, and I think that's, yeah. That's I think he, point. I think he realized that yeah he he did make that mistake where he was like because if it like think about it if, if he even if, said if he, he even was, said like he made the mistake he should have raised him as a filtramite instead of as yeah. a as a human so yeah it would have been peaches and cream if he ripped him away from Debbie killed Debbie fucking day one and then gone right this is my son I'm going to raise him in the mountains <laughs> and and make yeah, him exactly this this unit that obviously you know, can be swayed to my way of thinking as I raise him. Um, we should we should draw to a close there because we've been going for a while. Um, I'm going to throw the rating system at you, Nathan. Is this a watch or is this a skip? Uh, this is definitely a watch, 100%. Um, I mean, irrelevant by this point because we just spoiled everything. But uh, if for some reason you haven't watched it, definitely give it the time, sit down with it. Um, 
it's a hundred percent worth it. And the the storylines that 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 occur and the storylines that are promised are, are really interesting. Yeah, I think this um, it, it's yeah, it's definitely a watch. But I don't think there's much to, to spoil in the way of things. The show by the end of episode one, that's the big thing there. That's the big hook of the show. Um, and from that, it's just a ticking time bomb. You know where the show's going to go. You know that Omni-Man's going to be found out for murdering the Guardians of the Globe. You know there's going to be a conflict. Um, and you know that Mark is obviously... The whole time, you you can guess that Mark is training to fuck his dad up at the end of it. Like, that's what the show's building is powerful. Um, but yeah, no, this, this is a massively interesting uh, adaptation. Um, the main thing I'm excited for, to be honest, is the rogues gallery. I really want to see, like, a kind of a Titan storyline expanded now that he's the... That's, that pissed me off. The show literally told me. The show said, he's playing you, Mark. Don't trust him. And I went, oh, but he's nice, though. And then at the end, he's like, no, I was playing you. I was like, fucking goddamn this shit. <laughs> like, um, yeah, definitely. this is definitely a watch. Um, That's my Hershaw Ali, you know. Is it? Yeah, yeah. He's got, a th- he's got a cotton mouth. He's got a thing about... Um, he's got a thing about these kind of seedy underworld gangsters, isn't he? He does. He's good. He's a good actor. That makes sense why I like that storyline so much, because co- the cotton mouth <laughs> thing in Luke Cage was probably one of my favourite... Um, storylines that the kind of Netflix MCU did. Netflix MCU, that's so quaint. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so that is Invincible. It is time for our new segment. Craig, play the theme song. Clone Wars Corner with Lawrence and Nathan. But Nathan has already seen it. It's mostly just Lawrence. So, Lawrence, what episode of Clone Wars did you watch this week? So, Nathan, I've got something really interesting to tell you about the Clone Wars this week. Um, Yep. This week I'll be reviewing the same episode I reviewed last week um, as I've been a very busy boy (laughs) and have not watched any more Clone Wars um you said this segment was to hold me accountable i'm afraid in the second week i have let you down um uh, i don't know i don't know what to do with this segment i genuinely have nothing to say i haven't watched a single second of another clone wars episode craig play the outro Clone Wars Corner with Lawrence and Nathan. But Nathan has already seen it. It's mostly just Lawrence. <laughs> we don't have, you have break it. for an outro. <laughs> and there you have it. There was, <laughs> that was Clone Wars Corner for this week. What a great segment that was. <laughs> uh, I, I will watch. I will watch. I've been a busy boy. I will watch more by next week um, because I am still, my excitement still remains. I still would like to watch this show. I'm still having a good time. However, I needed to catch up to one through this episode. And then I also had a lot of stuff to do this week. So we'll get to the bad batch in about six years time, everyone. (laughs) So join us next week uh, as we talk about what are we doing next week? I don't know. I think I think we might be doing the Planet of the Apes. Um, uh, let's let's postpone that because I'm gonna have to buy the trilogy, and I just bought a Switch, so I don't really want it. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> um, all right, we'll swap it around. With, that we'll means do next Jojo. Week we'll do Jojo Rabbit. 
Yeah, we'll do Jojo Lovely. Rabbit next week. So there we are. Lovely. Everyone's um, favorite imaginary Hitler movie. Yeah, join us next week for imaginary Hitler. Um, so yeah, Lawrence, take this bitch home. I'm going to take this bitch home, Nathan. Um, Nathan, did you know? Nathan, stop that, please. <laughs> Nathan, please. Did you um, <laughs> did you know, Nathan, that we can currently be reviewed on Apple Podcasts? I do because I've done it myself. There we go, and I have also and done it. And you should too. You can do too. It's very simple. Pull out your phone, do it right now. I don't care if you're busy or you're running or you're doing driving. If you're driving, maybe pull over. Um, pull out your phone, tap five stars, give us a comment, um, and let us know you came from this episode by saying, I was not forced to write this, I promise. Uh, we will be eternally you, grateful. Okay. So you, can write the, you can write the meanest, nastiest, most disrespectful, heartbreaking comment towards us, whatever. You can say anything you want about us. You can get as really As long as you personal. put it as five stars, as long as you leave it as five stars, then that's all great. Maybe I'll even read out on the show. Who knows? Maybe so maybe we are. will. Uh, so next week we were doing Jojo Rabbit. You will find that episode at Friday at 10 a.m., uh, you can follow us at Another Happy Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and I think Nathan's making conscious efforts to upload to YouTube. I think that might be right. I don't want to promise for you. Oh, don't don't promise that, no. <laughs> and I think that Nathan may not be making conscious efforts to upload to YouTube. Uh, that being said, no one listens to podcasts anyway on YouTube. And if you do, uh, you're a psychopath who needs your head examined. Now... We will see you next week. Cool. Thank you very much for <laughs> thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, have a lovely, lovely, safe week. Say hi to your mum for me. Why? Why do that <laughs> every time? I wrap this up nicely. You have to say something that means I have to respond. <laughs> why do you have your, to respond? Why do you thing. have to respond? That could have been a say nice your, little say, ending. So, Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.